You're listening to the What The Fab podcast, where empowered women empower women through candid conversations, inspiring stories, and tangible tips. I'm your host, Elise Armitage. I'm a digital creator, and I left my nine-to-five job at Google to chase my dreams of being an entrepreneur. I'm so happy to have you here. Let's get into some real talk. Hello there. Welcome back to the What The Fab podcast, episode number 60. We are getting up there. It's very exciting. And today, I thought it would be fun to do a behind-the-scenes of my $20,000 SEO course launch from last year. There were so many lessons learned for me and just things that I thought might be helpful, hopefully interesting, valuable to share. This was my first time launching a course. It was so different than anything I've ever done as a content creator and blogger. And so just, yeah, a lot of lessons learned there. Before we dive in, please, please, please take a second, rate and review the podcast if you've been enjoying these episodes. Hit subscribe wherever you're listening from because we're doing these weekly and I would love to be catching up with you each and every week. All right, let's dive in. So last year I launched my SEO course. I named it Six Figure SEO. And looking back on it, it took me about a half a year, like start to finish. And I had been thinking about doing it. In 2021, I had had this kind of like percolating because I had been in a mastermind and it was a year-long mastermind and it really expanded how I was thinking about my business. And it really impressed upon me the importance of diversifying my revenue streams, thinking about how I wanted to design my business in a way to support the life that I want. And so I could create these different revenue streams, but I had to really evaluate, does this support my higher vision for myself and my business? So for example... I had been thinking like, okay, I could do one-on-one coaching. Like I get people requesting to pick my brain all the time. And then I quickly envisioned a scenario where my calendar was just like full of meetings and doing these one-on-one coaching calls. And that just didn't support my greater vision for my life and control over my calendar and location and time freedom. I travel so much, it would just be like too hectic to try. I really try to like not work during the day besides like when I'm shooting for the blog when I'm traveling. And so that didn't really support that vision. And then I was like, well, I have gotten really good at SEO. (laughs) I've been at this for several years now. I have grown my traffic to a point where it's making a sizable income on Mediavine and from affiliate links. And this is something that I could teach other bloggers how to do. I know that I'm a good teacher. I actually used to, when I was in grad school getting my master's, at UC Davis. I was studying communications and I was a teacher's assistant during those two years. And then I also taught my own summer school classes. So I was teaching undergrads. I was teaching like public speaking, communication theory. And I just knew from that experience that I really enjoy teaching. And I also got really positive feedback from my students. So I was like, okay, this could be a really great avenue for me. And obviously I'm in the digital space. So like, Digital courses are 
on my radar. And of course, being in the mastermind group, I mean, it was led by Julie Solomon, who has killed it with her digital courses and offerings. And so between her and then the other super smart women that were part of my cohort, I was just opening my mind up to all of these ideas and methods and ways of selling and ways of teaching. And I was like, all right, 2022 is the year. I'm going to do it. I'm going to launch my SEO course. Now, saying you're going to launch a course and then actually launching a course are two very different things. There is so much involved with creating and then launching and then maintaining a course. And it is really, really intimidating. And so, like I said, it took me about a half a year from start to finish. And I'm going to break down how I did it. So, very first thing that I did, and it's really interesting going back and looking at my journal entries from the beginning of last year. This is a part of my daily routine, but I do some journaling. And then I also look back on my journal entry from a year ago that day. And I can't tell you how many just like aha moments, lessons I've pulled from doing this type of exercise. But looking back at this time last year, well, let me take a step back and tell you what was going on. So this time last year, I was pre-selling my course and I was recording my course live to a small group of beta students. And this idea came from Ellen Yin, who's been on the podcast. I will link her episode in the show notes. You should definitely give it a listen. She's one of my business besties. She's amazing. And at the end of our mastermind, I was telling her like, okay, my goal for 2022 is to launch my SEO course. I'm going to put it together. I'm going to do it. I'm going to launch it. And she was like, let me stop you right there. <laughs> please, please, please try this method instead, where you pre-sell your course to a small group of people. You get a quick cash injection. You have students live that are giving you real-time feedback. You'll be able to understand like, oh, I thought that this section was super clear, but people are actually getting kind of like tripped up on it. You'll be able to get their feedback on things like that live so that you can really finesse and fine tune for your actual course when you have your official launch. It also holds you to a timeline. So you have these students that, let's say you have committed to doing a session weekly. You are recording that session live with them. That means that each week you are creating that content, you're making the slides, you are practicing, you know, your talking points, and then you're going to show up live for them and record it. And that recording then gets turned into your course. And at first I was like, that sounds like so much work. But now, hindsight, looking back on it, it's way less work than trying to create it from scratch and figure out what people want, what's going to resonate. And honestly, the accountability was a huge piece for me. Like I whipped out that course. I think we did it in four weeks. And that absolutely would not have happened if I didn't have four people staring at me, like looking at the calendar invite, ready to hop in and join every single week. And because I had those deadlines, I was really committed to creating the best possible content for each module that we were diving into that week. Plus, it was just so much more fun to record it live and to hear people's feedback at the end of each session. Like, it was really awesome getting that positive reinforcement, hearing their questions afterwards. It just, like, really kept me motivated and kept me going. So, shout out to Ellen. I absolutely am so grateful that she suggested that for me and that I went 
with that process. If you are considering launching a course, I would absolutely recommend pre-selling it in this way. And Ellen has an incredible paid-to-create challenge. She runs them every so often throughout the year. So I'll ask her if she has, I'm sure she has a, a link with like at least a wait list if there's not something going on right at this moment. It's a super affordable price point. You can jump in and she basically teaches you like how to pre-sell your course and kind of how to create these building blocks to entice people to sign up and pay you to create your course. And so I will link that in the show notes. But for me, when I was thinking through pricing of pre-selling this course and what I was going to charge my beta students, so like internally, I called them my beta students. Publicly, you can call them something a little fancier, like your founding members or founding students. So when I was thinking through this, I was like, okay, I know that I want to price my course when it officially launches as a high ticket offer. I want to price it like $1,000. So when I was thinking about what to charge the beta students, I was like, all right, I'm going to give them $200 off because I know that the content that I'm teaching is going to be so, so valuable. And in exchange for that discount and for getting access to this information, like basically a half a year earlier than other students when I officially launched, they would be giving me that real-time feedback. And then after the beta wrapped up, they would be filling out a survey, a feedback form, and they would be doing a video testimonial for me. So by having them go through these feedback forums and doing the video testimonials, I then am able to collect testimonials and responses that I can use in my webinar and my sales pages, my marketing. I use them in like Instagram stories and reels. I'm now starting to use them in Facebook ads. So it gives you that social proof so that you're not just like starting off at square one. You can say like, Angela took this course and here's what she had to say about it. She said it was worth its weight in gold. She made her money back within the first month. Like you have this solid proof that you're starting off from when you're officially launching rather than just being like, I swear it's really good. <laughs> I swear it's great information. You're going to love it. Everybody loves to hear that social proof and what other real students have experienced. So that was huge. This episode is brought to you by Flowdesk. Flowdesk is an incredible email marketing service provider, and they are the platform that I use for my email campaigns for What the Fab. The platform is so intuitive and easy to use. It's very drag and drop. And best of all, it's aesthetic AF. The templates are beautiful, and you can easily add your own brand colors to it to make sure that your emails look and feel like you. I used to use MailChimp back in the day, but after trying Flowdesk out about a year ago, I was in love and I know you will be too. You can give Flowdesk a try for 30 days free. And if you want to keep them, which I know you will, you can use my referral link to lock in a 50% off price at $19 a month and lock that in forever. You can get this offer and try it for free at whatthefab.com slash Flowdesk. And that is spelled F-L-O-D-E-S-K. That's whatthefab.com slash flowdesk. I can't wait to see what stunning emails you create. Okay, let's get back to the episode. I want to touch on a little bit more of why I wanted to price the course as a high ticket $1,000 you know, price point. Two things. First, and this is again something that I learned from the mastermind group, but I wanted to attract the right 
people, the right customers. I wanted high-vibe students that are committed and resourceful. They're actually going to go through the course. And a suggestion that I had heard and taken to heart in the mastermind is like, when you price your offering at a higher price point, you're going to attract very different people than if you price your offering, your course, what have you, at something that's like lower ticket, like a 297. The 297 people you're attracting are going to be pinging you and emailing you and being like, I can't find my login. Where's the link? Like, it's just those are the type of people that you're attracting versus the 997 people that are purchasing are like, I will figure it out. I'll find the link. I'll search my inbox. I will figure out how to log in. I will look up some of these things on my own if I have questions. So that was something that I really took to heart. And then the other reason was I was just thinking about the trackable revenue and value that students will be able to have after taking my course. Like at this point, I make $1,000 a week on Mediavine and $1,000 a week on affiliate sales from the traffic that is coming to my blog from these SEO strategies that I am teaching. So I am teaching things that if you implement them, you will grow your website to a six-figure revenue generator and beyond. Like, I have no doubt because I've done it with these exact tactics. And there's nothing special about me. If I can do it on my website, you can do it on yours if you implement these strategies. And so thinking about that, yeah, it's worth $1,000. So that was how I thought about that price point for my offering. And so for pre-selling the course, you don't have to have a huge group of students. My goal was to have five. I ended up with four, so I was really happy about that. And the way that I promoted it was, first of all, I just reached out to other bloggers that I knew had been interested, like they had mentioned to me, wow, your SEO game is so strong, you should start a course. Some of them had even said, like, if you create a course, I would take it. So I reached out to them. I had just kind of like a few selling points that I put into an email and was like, if you're interested, Venmo me or PayPal me. And so those were a few slots that got filled. And then I also just did a post in a really popular fashion blogger Facebook group. If you are a fashion blogger, you're probably in the reward style Facebook group. But I just did a post that was like, hey, I'm looking for beta testers for my SEO course. I'm teaching how I use these strategies to grow my site to over 100,000 page views a month at the time and have created this six-figure revenue stream from that traffic. And I would love some people to help with beta testing. I didn't mention that like there's a cost associated with it. I didn't mention what that price point was. I didn't mention the commitment on their end. I was just like, drop your email to get more info. Which, by the way, if you are posting in a Facebook group for something like this, it always helps to get, kind of similar to Instagram, it always helps to get more engagement on a post because then that post is going to get boosted up by the algorithm and more people will see it. So instead of being like, email me at alisawhatthefab.com to get more info, I was like, drop a comment with your email and I will send you more info. And so that person drops a comment that counts as engagement. I like their comment. I respond to their comment and say, I got you. I've emailed you. And it just builds and builds. So that's a little tip if you're trying to promote something within a Facebook group. So from there, I did have an additional student, beta student, sign up. And because I didn't know these people personally, a lot of them from the Facebook group, I created just like a really simple WooCommerce page on my site. And it just was an easy way for people to check out 
via PayPal or a credit card. And I mean, it's a free plugin. There are obviously paid features that you can use within WooCommerce, but I just did the free one, set it up on my WordPress site, put those bullet points of like, what is this going to look like? What's the cadence going to be? What are you going to learn? What are the benefits? And what am I expecting from you as a beta student? Put that all on the WooCommerce sales page and just put it out there. So that was how I landed those four beta students that were my founding students and were just like so much fun to record these with and get their feedback live. And I'm just so, so glad that I went that route. Couple lessons learned from doing the beta. One would be, even if you know the people that are signing up for your beta, if I could go back and do it, I would have created a contract. And at the time I didn't because I was like, most of these girls are my friends. I know them personally. And I'm going to commit to what I'm delivering. And they've committed to giving this feedback, filling out the survey, and doing this video testimonial. There's one student who hasn't done the video testimonial yet, and it's been, you know, a year. So I don't have high hopes for that coming through. And that's a huge bummer because the more that I can, like, use these different video testimonials, it's more personable and I think creates more of a connection and builds more of that trust rather than just like a photo and here's what so-and-so said about the course. So that was a lesson learned that I wanted to share with you all. And then the second thing is when I look back on those journal entries that I mentioned from a year ago, like January, February, I was so, so nervous to do this. I was like, who the F do I think I am? Like, launching a course, asking people to pay me for it, asking beta students to pay me for it before I've even recorded it. Like, who do I think I am? And that imposter syndrome was real. And then it's just, it's so funny. Like, the second we switched over to actually launching the beta and doing the first recording, my journal entries are like, I fucking killed it. <laughs> like, it was so much fun. It went so well. The content landed so well. The girls were so excited about what they were learning. They had great questions. They had positive feedback. Everyone's so thrilled for like the next session. And it was just like a really good reminder that action is the antidote to fear and imposter syndrome. And you just have to like push beyond that and actually make things happen and start doing it. Because if you just sit there like wondering about the what ifs and thinking, how dare I? <laughs> like, who am I to be doing this? You're just going to wallow in that forever. So that was also just a good reminder for me. All right, so fast forward, we have finished the beta, I have recorded everything, and then all of a sudden, I am presented with a really interesting partnership opportunity, and that partnership was with Teachable and launching my course through their platform and with their team's support for setting it up, the marketing, the webinar, creating the funnel, and it was really like, whoa, <laughs> the universe is aligning. Like if I had just tried to launch my course right at the beginning of the year instead of doing the beta, like the timing wouldn't have lined up for what they were looking for. I would have already launched the course. Like it was just like, whoa. So we ended up partnering together for the launch. And before people 
ask because I know I'm going to get some questions about it. They're no longer doing these types of partnerships where it's like a, a white glove kind of service partnering with getting influencers content off the ground for their courses. So I feel very lucky that I was able to have this partnership before they decided to focus their energy and resources elsewhere. But that was also a really good learning experience for me because usually I am in full control of everything that I do for my business. And that wasn't the case with this. I didn't have access to certain dashboards. I didn't have access to certain backends of pages because it was like under their master account. And just for privacy, if I were to jump in there, I would see all their other creators' info. So I couldn't get in there. But overall, it was really positive. And there are so many moving pieces that go into launching a course, and this was my first time doing it, so I learned a ton. And obviously, they've done this so many times, they just have such great insights and data into what works and how to connect with an audience in a webinar and how to get them to actually purchase. So we took the next few months to really work on my webinar. They were so wonderful about like going through practice runs with me and like giving very specific feedback and ideas. And then we also worked on setting up the entire funnel. And that was a whole other endeavor for me. Obviously, I'd never really set up a funnel like that before. And now I've taken that and kind of like tweaked it a bit, but it's something, it was like a great foundation that I can continue to build upon. Let's talk a little bit about the webinar. Well, first, let's talk about the marketing. So the idea was I was going to be really focused on promoting the webinar. And then within the webinar, there is the offer for the course. And at first I was like, oh, but like, shouldn't I just put the course out there? Because I know there are people that are interested. But it became clear, and especially after going through the webinar, I think it, it makes perfect sense, that for a high-ticket offer, I priced my course at $9.97. For a high-ticket offer like that, people aren't just going to like whip out their credit cards. Even if they know me already, even if they follow me already, they read my blog, they know that I get high traffic from SEO having that webinar was really helpful for converting people and actually creating those sales. So I was focused on promoting the webinar. It was a live webinar that I was doing, which I had never done before. I was so nervous. And I promoted the webinar in a few different ways. I created some affiliate links. So I had like 20 of my blogger and business besties posting about the free webinar for me, which meant so much. And I was so appreciative. And it was just so fun to like see other bloggers and, and women in the online space talking about this free webinar that I had coming up. And then I also had been promoting freebies that I had been creating for months beforehand to build up my email list. And a lot of that was coming from podcast episodes. So for example, and it kind of happened organically, but like somebody would request, hey, can you do an episode about what to put in your media kit as a blogger? So I did. I talked about that. I talked about my media kit and people wanted to see it. So I was like, great, sign up for my email list and I will send you my media kit and you can take a look at everything, how I formatted it, all my numbers, all that good stuff. So that was one. And then people were like, I want to create this too. How can I do that? So I was like 
perfect. Let me whip up a template for a media kit in Canva. It has everything that is in my media kit. It's just like a very neutral template that you can take and add your own touch to. And it's free. And you can download it just by signing up for my email list. So I was starting to build up an email list that was targeted to the demographic that would be the right fit for my course. So I had that I'd been working on for a few months. And then I also was just talking about the course waitlist on the podcast. Anytime I would be talking about SEO or growing traffic, Mediavine revenue, affiliate links revenue, I mentioned this course is coming. I'm going to be able to teach you how to do the same, you know, sign up here. I obviously was promoting the webinar in Instagram posts and reels. Hilariously enough, I didn't even post about the webinar on my website because, like I said, there's so many things going on with the launch that you won't have time to do everything that you have ideas for. And this is also a good reminder that, like, your launch won't be perfect. There will be other things that you wanted to do or ideas that you had had that you don't have time for. So, Obviously, in an ideal world, I would have placed some kind of header on my website, some kind of pop-up. I would have done a blog post promoting the webinar, but I didn't. It just kind of fell the wayside because I was focused on all these other pieces. Another idea that I had was I really wanted to set up Norby, which is a text message system, to promote the webinar more. So I did implement it for like when somebody registered for the webinar, they could sign up for text alerts. And, you know, not a ton of people signed up for it. I think maybe 20 did. But I feel like that is a sure way to get people to open something. Like, you can send them email reminders all day long, and some people are just not going to open them. But if you get a text message, like, you are going to open that. Because for me, I can't stand having that little <laughs> notification on my phone. Like, I want to see what it is. So that is something that I feel like I would like to lean into more going forward and figuring out how I can use Norby and I could have used it more for the launch and for promoting the webinar, but I did what I could. Okay, so now let's talk about the day of the launch. It's time for the live webinar. You guys, when I tell you, I was so nervous. I nearly threw up in the bathroom before because I just felt like so much was riding on this. I put a lot of pressure on myself, something that I'm working on, but I just, I wanted it to go well so badly. And I had really never done something this big live before. Certainly had never done a webinar like this live before. And I remember like going into the bathroom and just like kneeling by the toilet because I was like, if I try, I will throw up right now. But if I try to calm myself, I think I can. So I just like, did some breathing. Like my heart is pounding just thinking about how I felt that morning. Did some breathing, did some power poses in the bathroom. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And then we hop on the webinar. And of course, we're having audio issues. Nobody can hear me. And I was like, I'm actually going to pass out. <laughs> like all of this hard work, all of this planning, all of promoting this date, we're all here, we're signed on. People are in the chat saying like, hi, so excited. Oh, but I can't hear you. Anyone else having audio issues? And I'm like, 
oh my God. So I had someone from the Teachable team that I was like texting with and I had, you know, I had all these screens set up. So I had like my two, my laptop, my desktop screen. I had an iPad for the questions and then I had my iPhone for being able to communicate with Teachable. So the Teachable team was like, we're having audio issues. We can't hear you. So I was like, what should I do? Should I try restarting Webinar Jam? And she's like, yeah, let's let's start with that. I try restarting, didn't do it. And I'm like, okay, breathe. What else can I do? So the next idea I had was just to unplug my microphone and plug it back in. Thank God that's what did it. That worked. And people were like, we can hear you. I was like, oh my God. Nearly started to cry because I was just so relieved that that was working and we could roll. But definitely I was I was panicking, y'all. So relieved that we were able to just get rolling. And from there, it was just like it flowed. And I think that if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably hopped into a free webinar before. Maybe you've been through my free webinar. If you haven't and you're interested in learning more about SEO, it's whatthefab.com slash webinar. But if you've ever joined a free webinar before, you know that there is going to be a pitch and there's going to be some kind of offer and sale in it. And that was something that I was really uncomfortable with at first. I think anybody that is new to this feels really weird about being, quote, overly salesy or pushy. And even when I was doing the beta course for beta students, I was like, oh, I feel like weird and salesy, like asking my friends to Venmo me and like PayPal me, my blogger friends, if they want to join this beta, like, oh, this is so weird. You just have to get over it. Like, you are not giving away this valuable information for free and no one expects you to. If they do expect you to, they're out of their damn minds. So I had to just be like, okay, I'm letting go of that. I'm letting go of any judgments around that or how people perceive me for selling and putting a price on my course. And the other thing I really had to get around was what's called what I had to get around mentally was what's called calling in to the audience. So again, you've probably seen in free webinars where it's like, you know, type a one into the chat if blah, blah, blah. Type a one if this resonates. Like do X, Y, Z, like trying to get the webinar attendees engaged in the chat. I felt so weird doing that. (laughs) But what I learned was that it works. And number one, it's like keeping people on the screen and engaged because we're in such a a world where multitasking is the norm. You want to bring people back to your screen, bring people back to you. And also what I noticed was like towards the end of the webinar, the people that were responding and typing in the chat were the ones that purchased. So I was like, oh, it does work. It's important. And my other fear was like, what if I say type a one into the chat if XYZ and it's crickets and nobody responds. So here is a little tip that I did during my live webinar. So you can maybe take that and use it for yourself. I asked a few of my blogger besties and my assistant to join the webinar as attendees and just hype up the chat. So if I was like, type a one into the chat if you've ever felt personally victimized by the Instagram algorithm. I knew that all five of them were going to be like, one, yes, I feel that, that resonates. And I just, that helped me so much with not worrying about like, what if it's crickets in the webinar chat? So I would 
absolutely recommend doing that if that is a fear of yours. And what I found was like, it wasn't actually necessary. There were a few hundred attendees in the webinar, and there were a lot of other people that were engaged in and frankly, like blowing up the chat. But this was, again, my first time doing a webinar. So that was like my safety net to help me kind of get over this hump um, and feelings of, you know, fear and self-doubt around that. So that was what I did for that. So yeah, we were rolling. And as we got to the pitch, and obviously I had practiced this several times with the team, and I knew what I had to do and the emphasis and where I was putting it and the value in my offer. And I put it out there and I could not see if sales were coming in. So I'm just like rolling and talking and I get a text from the team and it's like, you're killing it. You just made 10 sales. And I was like, oh my God, like freaking out internally, but we're still live on the webinar. So I'm like, all right, let's just, you know, (laughs) let's just wrap this up, answer people's questions. And as soon as we ended the live webinar, I literally, I fell to the ground and I just, I cried. It was like, the Kim K ugly cry. Like it was just the release of so much pressure that I had put on myself. And also the combination of just like feeling so fucking proud of myself. Like our goal was to convert at 10%. And I think I ended up doing 17%, which if you're familiar with like webinar numbers and sale numbers, like it's a great number. And I was just really, really excited about that. And Also, because I'd never done this before, and really, I mean, I I pushed myself out of my comfort zone a lot for that half a year. So just to know, like, it was worth it, it worked, I have something valuable that I can continue selling now was, like, just an immense feeling of expansion and excitement, and... Yeah, it was just all those feelings all wrapped up into one led to me crying on the floor of my office. And it also felt like I made $10,000 in an hour, which obviously is not the case. I had been working on it for six months, and it's probably a good reason why my revenue last year took a dip because I had spent six months working on this course and just like fine-tuning and working on things. So But now I have this thing that, again, I can continue to sell. So that was launch day, and Omid and I went out and celebrated. And then from there, I took a break. Like, I took a week off because I was just so fried (laughs) from, like, the mental exhaustion and, like, working late nights and weekends. So I took some time off, and it was exciting to see, like, some sales continuing to come through. And then I kind of started thinking about where do we want to go from here? And then a few months later, I got the news from Teachable that we were actually going to be ending our partnership because the company had decided that they were no longer investing in these types of partnerships where they're, you know, working alongside the creator. And so that changed things for me as well, because as I was thinking about 2023 and what I wanted to do with my course, I was looking at my funnel and how everything was set up. And of course, I started out on Teachable. And that meant that I needed to have a separate platform that was like where my sales page and webinar registration page was hosted. And so it was on Unbounce, which 
is pretty expensive. Like if you look at the different pricing plans and as you drive more traffic there, it gets more expensive. So I had the fees for Teachable to think about, the expenses for Unbounce, and then the other pieces of my funnel that make my funnel work were deadline funnel because I have certain like cart open periods and then it closes and deadline funnel basically uses, I don't know if it's cookies, like it's definitely tied to your IP address. But let's say I want a certain offer to be available to somebody for 48 hours. Deadline Funnel will track when that person views that page with that offer. And then 48 hours later, it will redirect that person to a different page. So it could be like, oh, this is closed now. You missed it. Or it could be a different page that's like you missed the special offer and like here's the pricing now. So there's a lot of different ways that you can use Deadline Funnel and many, many course creators use it in order to do kind of like a cart open and close. So that was one thing. And then obviously Webinar Jam is one of the go-to platforms for hosting your webinar and then also turning it evergreen, which if you're not familiar with the term evergreen, it means that your webinar can be accessible all the time and your funnel continues to work. And so you're not having to like live do your webinar over and over again. It's your recording. It's all of the chat from that recording. And that's hosted through Webinar Jam. And then my email funnel is all through ConvertKit. So I talked about this in my last episode about the top 10 tools that I use to run my business. And I mentioned that there are separate ones that are like really focused for the course. And so these are them. I also talked about how I use Flowdesk for my emails for like my general newsletter for my blog, but I use ConvertKit for my email funnel because the functionality is just so much better for that type of funnel and workflow. And Flowdesk just really doesn't have what you need to create a funnel like this. And ConvertKit is really expensive (laughs) as your email list grows. So what I do is once somebody exits the funnel, which takes about two months because they get the first initial sales emails that are like, I think it's over like five days or so, then they get put into a nurture sequence where they get like these free SEO tips once a week for a month. And then they receive an offer for the course opening back up to them. The program is available again to them for 48 hours. Then that closes. They get another month where they get weekly SEO tips, and then they get one more opportunity to join the program. After that, they are taken out of ConvertKit and put into my general newsletter in Flowdesk. And because ConvertKit charges you on different tiered plans based on how many subscribers you have, they need to automatically basically get removed from ConvertKit, unsubscribed from ConvertKit, so I can keep my subscriber count to like below. I think the pricing plan I have right now is like, I never want to have more than 3,000 people that are in ConvertKit because then I get bumped up to the next tier. But they have different tiers, you know, like 1,000 or below and so forth. And I have Zapier, I have Zaps set up to make that happen automatically so I don't have to do that. I am so thrilled to announce that my flagship program and course, Six Figure SEO, is now available, and we've just enrolled a new cohort of students. You can check out my free webinar at whatthefab.com slash webinar. It's called Three Steps to Creating Passive Revenue from Your Blog and How SEO is the Secret to a Six-Figure Recurring Revenue Stream. 
So in this one hour free masterclass, you'll learn how to take back your time and get off the content creation hamster wheel. I know we all want that. You will learn the five best ways to monetize your website to create passive revenue, whether you're a blogger, service provider, or sell a physical product. We also get into the top three biggest mistakes that bloggers make on their website when it comes to SEO. Here's a hint, you're probably making them right now, and we'll get into how to fix them. And we get into so much more. We packed so much, just a ton of knowledge into this free webinar, and it'll teach you how I've used SEO to turn my blog into a six-figure recurring revenue stream and how you can do the same. You're going to learn a ton from it. I know that people who have joined the first live webinar learned so much, and like I said, we packed a lot of information in there. You'll also get a taste for what you can expect from my course, Six Figure SEO, plus there may be a very special offer inside the webinar when you watch it. So head on over to whatthefab.com slash webinar, sign up, and we'll see you there. Okay, let's get back to the show. So anyways, that's what my funnel was on. And at the end of the year, I decided that for 2023, I was going to move over to Kajabi. And Kajabi would basically take care of the sales page and where I was hosting the course in one. And the reason I made that decision was as I was looking through the pricing of everything, it was going to save me like a few thousand dollars a year. It was going to be like half the price. I think that when I looked at the fees for Teachable, Unbounce, Deadline Funnel, Webinar Jam, and Convert Kit, it came to like $6,500, so like almost $7,000 a year for all of these different platforms and pieces to make my funnel work. If I moved over to Kajabi, because it's kind of like this two-in-one with the sales page pages and webinar pages and hosting the course in one, I still pay for Deadline Funnel, Webinar Jam, and convert kit because Kajabi does have email functionality, but it's just not as good. It's not as reliable as convert kit. And so even with still paying for deadline funnel, webinar jam, and convert kit, moving over to Kajabi was gonna save me like over $3,000. So I was like, I have so many friends that are on Kajabi and they're really happy with it. So I need to kind of bite the bullet and make that move, even though it was definitely a pain in the ass to like reset up everything, reset up the funnel, like do the whole thing, build the sales pages. So I have a few shout outs for that and recommendations if you are looking for support there. So first of all, if you'd like to check out Kajabi, I'll include a referral link in the show notes that will give you a two-week free trial so you can start like poking around there creating sales pages. Second of all, Kajabi is not the most user-friendly when it comes to creating beautiful landing pages. So I'd really recommend purchasing a template. I bought mine from Launch in Style. So I will include her link as well in the show notes. She has some really beautiful templates and she has some really great tutorials, like video tutorials as well. Highly recommend if you're going to go through that process to watch the tutorials because the way that you edit pages within Kajabi and just like tweak certain things can be very confusing. So she really breaks it down of like how to use the templates, how to edit. And that's what I built all of my sales pages with was her templates and 
it made it easy to like create beautiful pages. And then the third person I would like to shout out is Chelsea from Alterna Time. She was a recommendation from Julie, actually. And I was kind of getting to this point where I'm like, okay, I've got the sales pages. I like need to connect everything. Like I need to connect Deadline Funnel and ConvertKit and make sure that Webinar Jam is like feeding people that watch the webinar into ConvertKit. They're getting tagged appropriately. They're going through the funnel, yada, yada. And I was like, I think I can do this. I know I can do this. Like eventually I could do it. However, this is not in my zone of genius. It is maybe barely in my zone of competence. (laughs) And I know I'm not going to enjoy it. I know I'm going to get really, really frustrated. I know it's going to take me a long time. And it just makes sense to have somebody that is an expert in this arena help put this together for me. So Chelsea was awesome, and she was able to just seamlessly put everything together, spot some things that were like, "Mm, you know, you have it like this in ConvertKit, and like, it works, but like, I think it would be simpler and allow for less error if we did it like this. And she's such an angel, honestly, like, so, so helpful. I'm so glad that I made that investment and had her support for those pieces because it would have been such a headache for me to do myself. And for her, it's like, you know, that's her area of expertise. That's her zone of genius. And she was just such great support there. So I will leave Chelsea's information in the show notes as well. So now for 2023, this new funnel is up and running. I've moved over to Kajabi. And so what's next? I have a couple areas that I am going to be focused on for this year. One is Facebook ads. And Facebook ads are kind of new for me, and they're definitely intimidating, but I recently joined a really fantastic group program called Successful Ads Club, and it's sort of a DIY blend. It's like a hybrid, so it's like DIY plus expert support. And if you've run Facebook ads in the past, if you've had an agency run Facebook ads for you, you know that just paying someone or an agency to run ads is expensive. I think that the lowest I found for somebody that was actually good at running Facebook ads is like $2,000 a month. And that is not including your actual ad spend. So that adds up very quickly. And I feel like it makes it difficult to have a positive ROAS or return on ad spend. And Successful Ads Club is $200 a month. You're presented with like basically a a testing protocol of how to go through and test different audiences, creative, so like your images, your videos, and copy. And so you follow those steps, and then you also get a monthly hour call with an ad specialist, and they can answer all your questions for you. They can also take over your desktop remotely and just set ads up for you, which has been a godsend, like seriously such a blessing because Facebook Ads Manager is so confusing. It's not user-friendly. It's so easy to get stuck. So to have somebody that, again, this is their zone of genius, they can just hop in and like like do it all up for you is amazing. They also offer weekly office hours. So like if something comes up and you have a burning question before your next monthly call, you can hop in those. It's been great. So I started running Facebook ads last month. I had one sale come through from it, which was like very exciting. I was like, oh my gosh, the funnel's working. 
But now I am playing with different testing. We are starting some retargeting ads next week. And so that is basically like anyone that has viewed the webinar page, the sales page, but they haven't purchased yet, they will get these retargeting ads being like, hey, like don't miss out, you know. So I'm excited to see what happens there. And yeah, we're testing some different audiences as well. And so far, I have just broken even with the ads, but I mean, it's only been one month and we're still in the testing phase. And with the testing phase, you're really looking at it more of like, this is what I'm budgeting to collect data so that I can start, you know, putting more of an investment into the ads that are really working. So I'm good with it and we'll see how it goes and I'll keep you posted on that. And then the other thing that I want to do this year is some joint venture partnerships. So working with other female entrepreneurs in the space, they don't have to be female. I guess I just said that because my podcast is mostly female, but other digital entrepreneurs that have an audience that aligns with the six-figure SEO course and doing, you know, joint venture affiliate partnerships where we are selling my course to their audience because we know that it would provide a ton of value for them and be a really great fit. So that would be something new for me for 2023 that I'm thinking about and excited to try out. Okay, that's the scoop. That's everything behind the scenes of my course launch last year, Lessons Learned. And another resource if you're interested in launching a course, highly recommend Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy. She's like the go-to for learning how to launch a course and all the ins and outs of that. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of moving pieces. And I just feel like really lucky that I had the support of women from my mastermind group, that I had the support of Teachable and our partnership for the launch. I'm grateful for my beta students at the beginning of the year. Like I just... It's kind of crazy looking back and being like, wow, I did that in six months. And like, now I have this thing. And it was, again, so, so far outside of my comfort zone, but really excited with the first year. And I'm looking to scale it this year. And I will keep you all posted on how that goes. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and the ins and outs and behind the scenes of my course launch from last year. If you did, I would love it if you could snap a screenshot and share it on your Insta stories. You can tag me at WTFab. You can slide in my DMs if you have any questions. And with that, we'll chat again soon. (music) 